Peace, Love, and Blessings podcast, where we're here to educate, motivate, and inspire you to do better in every aspect of your life. I'm your host, David Ross. And I'm Dr. Nicole Ross. Now let's jump into the show. Peace, love, and blessings. We're back. We are back. <laughs> Another episode. I am your host, David Ross, along with... Hey, it's me, Dr. Nicole Ross. And today we'll be talking about faith and finances. I really wanted to have this conversation, especially with everything that's going on in the world, talking of recessions and different things like that. So I really wanted to have the discussion with you um, on this episode. So how do you feel about faith and finance? How do I feel about it? I mean, it's it's two faceted, right? Because faith is one thing and finances is another. And so in the body of Christ, we have to find a way to, to merge the two. You know, when you think of what the word of God says as far as faith, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. A lot of people are hoping for some more money. <laughs> Let's just be real, right? So we're talking about faith and finances. So you're hoping for some more money, but then a lot of times what I'm learning is that we haven't been taught what to do with our finances. We haven't been taught how to manage our finances so that we can get the more that we're having the faith to get. I agree. But in, especially in the church, you know, you hear like Philippians 4 and 19, God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. And whenever I hear that, it's like, okay, God could supply it, but if you're not managing correctly, then that becomes a bigger problem. What? How do you feel about it whenever you hear like specifically that scripture? I think, it, again, that's deeper because understanding that God shall supply all of our needs. What are all of our needs? Our needs isn't necessarily an abundance and overflow of money. Our needs is to have a roof over our head. Our needs is to have food to eat. Our needs is to have you know, those basic needs. So that's, you know, you can start there and say that. But then at the same time, when you talk about the overflow and the abundance, that's where that conversation gets a little bit deeper. And for me, a lot of times I, I hear that, but you, like you said, you went back to need. Whenever we think about need, for me, I think education. Needing in the financial world, especially in the church, we need more education and we freely talk about money, especially in our, yeah, our homes. I could see that. Um, that's 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 the bigger picture for me. Beginning to openly be able to talk about money in your home and in, in, in churches, and beginning to have systems in place in place for people to to grow. But when you say areas. openly talk about money, and and I get what you're saying because when you're talking about church, a lot of times the only time you hear about money is you know when you collect an offering or when you're talking about tithe, paying tithes and things of that sort. But you have to make sure you is is you got to be real in this because a lot of times people kind of be funny when it comes to their money <laughs> and they don't want you to talk about that because they don't want you to tell them what to do with it, you know? And, and so that's where, when you're saying that it's like, let's just be real when you say educate, what does that look like? Education look like having classes on investing, having classes on say people in the church that don't have, that don't own their home, having classes to get them to the point of where they're homeowners so that as they become homeowners, then they have some kind of financial security within that home that they can move money from there and begin to use their home as bank. So those like those type of small movements make a huge impact on the person and not only the person, the community, and then the community community and church, I would say that. So whenever I say, whenever I begin to talk about education, 
financially in the church, I think it's a perfect place to begin now to help not only the people in the church, but the whole community. Yeah. And you know what, though? People got to be willing to get that help because people look at the church and they'll come to the church and ask them to help them with their light bill. You get a, a, a plethora of people that are asked and when they're looking for somebody to help get them some groceries, they'll go to the church. But when you have a seminar like that or when you have that educational session, it's like pulling teeth trying to get people to show up. So you got to have the people that desire that as well. I think it's you can't you know, you got to look at both sides of it, because for a church, in order for them to offer that resource, it, it has to be worth their while. Because, you know, the people in the community or the people who are the congregants of the church, they got to be willing to come and receive, too. I agree. I agree. So, so that's where that faith comes in, though, mm. because. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So as you grow stronger in the word of God, your faith will increase. And then that will give you the desire to say, you know what? Let me change my financial situation. Let me go get this education. Let me take this seminar. Let me see what resources are out there for me to advance and to grow. You know, that comes from relationship. That comes from your time in the word of of knowing who you are in Christ. That comes from your time of, okay, you know what? I know I, I, I know I can get better. I know I can do better. I know I can live better. I know I can make more money. How do I do it, God? So that's just a level of your faith. But if you have the mindset of, oh my gosh, my rent due, I need to go to the church and ask them to help me pay my rent. I, or if, you know, oh my gosh, I need to, my car note, I need to get my car note fixed. Let me find some type of community resource that I can act, act, invite to see if they can help me with my car note. If you do that, then that's your mindset is not there. You're not ready to receive the overflow or the abundance because you're looking for a handout instead of a help up. And guess what? When you participate in those conferences or those webinars or those workshops, now you're held accountable for what you know. Because you can get away with, oh, I didn't know this or, oh, I didn't know that. But once you get the knowledge, right, because the word says what the people perish for a lack of knowledge. knowledge. So once you get the knowledge, now you got to change your lifestyle. Now you can't do and blow your money the way you used to. And you know that. So it's Mm. easier to just say, you know what? No, they ain't going to teach me none because I'm going to do what I want (laughs) to do. And I'll just get help when I need help type thing. So my question is, and, and really, honestly, how do you reach that sector? And, and you, what I hear you saying is a mind mind shift, a mindset shift. How do you reach the people to help them to change their mindset in those in, in that type of situation? You tell me. And what, what do you think? How do you think you can reach those people? For for a lot of lack of a better term, street disciples. I think that the more people have access and the more people are around people doing it. And talking more about it freely, talking more about money and investing. And even if they're not ready, then being in the room with me and like, okay, I'm not there yet. How do, what are the small changes that I I mean, but you got to, you're saying, you're saying two different things. When you say street disciples, when you're a street disciple, you're not walking around saying, Hey, let me teach you about money. You're discipling and you're telling them about Jesus Christ. You're telling them about the love of God. At least you should be. That's right. what a street disciple in my eyes is, is when we're evangelizing. How do you draw the, how, how do you draw people in? If you go to them saying, let's talk about money. They don't know you. So I know, and I'm just, you, you ask how you reach these people. I know I'm in the community. And if a random person just came to me and said, Hey, let's talk about money or we're doing this workshop. I'm, I'm going to be like, you know what? I don't know y'all like that. I don't know what y'all got going on. I'm good. 
Not saying so, that, but, but simply, hey, look, what would be a cool pitch for? Like, not and that's for you, because that's the thing. <laughs> you you have it, like, where you like, oh, we got to meet the people. But it's like, let's, I think if you pause for a second and took a true, like, just reflection of yourself, how you are with other people, mm-hmm. what could somebody come to you and say that would change your perspective or your mindset or what could someone have said to you back maybe when you were younger that that would change the the way you thought about, you know, um, church or finances or money. I know you, I've known you for years and I tell you now (laughs) that nobody could have walked up to you and was like, let me teach you about money. And you would have been like, okay, sure. Talk to me about money. You would have been like, you can't tell me nothing about money. So that's where you have to be real with yourself when you're asking these questions. But we're putting these you know, demands and commands on the church about, oh, well, we got to go meet the people in the streets and all of that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say. Let's I'm, just be real. I wouldn't say it's a, a, a demand or whatever. My biggest thing is genuine, being genuine and being heartfelt. So in, in those moments, like you're building that relationship, you know, those, those are the key pieces. The, the I'm not first, just saying roll up on me like, hey, look, jump into this money class. No, uh, and that's uh, why <laughs> I said to you, the way you reach them is by the evangelizing them. The way you reach them is by praying for them. The way you meet, reach them, it, it might be by meeting that need and saying, let me help you. Let me get some food for your house. But we welcome you to come to our church and come to our food pantry. And once you get them into the food pantry, hello, ma'am, Jane Doe, Mr. Smith, how, how can we help to change your life so that you don't need to keep coming back to this food pantry? That's where you bring them in. And it starts from that love of God. It starts from that telling them that how much God loves them. And, and like I said, evangelizing to them. And then now you have their ear because you have their heart. Now you've met a need. Wow, they're nice. They met a need. Wow, they gave us book bags. The kids nice. are going back to school and we gave them book bags with school supplies in them. You know, now we, you know, like I said, we got a food pantry. Now they, we, we, we were able to go there and get a whole bag of food when our house didn't have any food. Correct. Now I'm got, I'm now I'm going to listen to what they're saying. May not, I may not listen and change, but now I'm definitely going to listen to what they're saying because of the fact that they've met that need. So with, with that being said, it, and I'll be honest with you, just culturally, we don't talk about money. And and what you're saying is the need. If 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 I got enough finances to square things away, I got food. If I have enough finances, I, I don't have to worry about a roof over my head. So how do we kind of combat the problem before it gets to that place? Or a lot of times, out. Let me let me digress. A lot of times, people come when things have hit the fan. Right. And I get that. My bigger thing is how do we become come wiser and, and, and begin, begin to have these conversations and build generational wealth through build, through building financial pieces for family and not only building families, building communities or um, like literally financial communities. Like a lot of our friends, we talk money. Yeah. I mean, because that's, that's, that's where that, we talked before about, you know, the friends we have in our circle. So that's the caliber of people that we may have around us. But I think ultimately, to the point of faith and finances, it really boils down to mentality. It boils down to willingness. It boils down to the relationship with Christ. It's, it, those are the main factors because we can talk all day about having communities of money and, 
going out in the community. But if the people aren't ready to receive it, if the people don't have the mind to shift and to grow, then it's going to be all for nothing. And that's what you have to acknowledge. It's like you have to be in a space to where you are. Like I can think about even when we first got married, it was like to see where we were then financially and to see where we are now. And I'm not talking about the amount of money we had coming in. I'm talking about where our mind was financially and where it is now. It took us growing. It took us going through hard times. It took us getting into a space of where we have grown even spiritually to know, you know what? The promises, not the promises, all the promises of God are gained. Amen. God wants us to succeed. He wants us to thrive. He wants us to do well. So we got to be missing the mark somewhere if we're not doing that. So it took us shifting our mind and say, Lord, help us to not miss the mark. Help us to not just be out here freestyling and in our free will. We want your perfect will, God. So it took us growing spiritually in that space to where it wasn't just us being saved and accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. It took us growing in the knowledge of God and the things of God so that we can get a different mindset to say, not my will, God, but thy will be done. And thy will, oh God, is for us to prosper. Thy will, as your word says, is that as we have given, so it shall be given unto us in good measure, pressed down, shaken together, shall men give unto our bosom. We know that we've given. And that's another thing. Mm. What kind of seeds have been sown? Because we can take all the seminars, workshops, financial communities, all that we want. But if you're sowing negative seeds, guess what? You're going to reap a negative har- harvest. Uh, not even that. Just looking at reciprocity. The yeah. fact that a matter of you, you put it out there. Even, even, and that's not even talking about you know our faith and our, our spirituality. That's that's law. Absolutely. That is just that straight law. If you bless folks, then you best believe this. It might not come back the way that you think that it come back. It might not come back in money. Right. It might come back in health. Absolutely. It might come back in time. Um. So it, or it might come back in a connection, a resource. It might come back. You know what I mean? It, it can come back in so many different ways that and then that connection then leads to something else. So that resource then leads to something else. So it's going to come back. But again, like I say, if you sow on even those negative seeds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, then, definitely. Then that's what you're going to get. If you still and if you always looking for a way to take advantage of a if situation you hustling, and no. you hustling and you always trying to come up no matter what and, and ready to kick somebody else down. Guess what? This episode of Peace, Love, and Blessings podcast is sponsored by plbinspires.com. Check out plbinspires.com for all the latest inspirational apparel and more. Visit plbinspires.com today. That's that's matters of a heart, though. That is matters of a heart. And I really do believe that whenever you start looking at faith in, in finances, that's what, what really changes your heart and then your mindset. Absolutely. Because you want to be a blessing to other people. You want to be a blessing, not just even to say Christians, you want to be a blessing. So as you're being a blessing to others, then guess what? You end up like, whoa, what? Two things happen. You realize that your situation ain't really that bad. Right. And then two, it gives you the courage to continue to move forward with whatever situation you're 
Absolutely. And if you keep on moving forward, and like I say all the time, it's only one way that you lose. And the way that you lose is you quit. Because if you continue to push on and continue to put one foot in front of the other, eventually you will win. Yeah. Will it be situations that ain't sweet? Absolutely. Yeah. But if you continue to keep going, a reward is on at the other end somewhere. And and you know what? That's not even a biblical. I'm not even going to say scripture. You don't have to be saved to understand that, because if you think about a lot of the billionaires, multimillionaires that's in the world right now, one thing that they have absolutely mastered, and that is the art of giving. Yep. They give and they give, they give, they give. And as much as they give, they get that back. And so that's something that people have to see and understand that like the the reciprocity, the law, people call it karma. I say, like I say, reaping and sowing the harvest. Those things are in the Bible. But understanding that concept and not having a gimme, 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 I'm going to take what I can take. And this is all me versus having a let me see what I can give. Let me see who I can bless. Let me see how I can bless. If you can shift that mind then you'll understand that you that's when you begin to reap because I can look at and think about our life and my life. And I'm like, Lord, I know it's certain things I ain't going to never go with. I ain't going to never go without food because I've been fed way too many people. My I ain't going without it. My blood ain't going without it. My children ain't going to never go without food. We ain't going to never go without not having no car. We don't sold vehicles. We ain't going to. It's certain things that I know that we ain't going to never go without because of the seeds that I have sown in the ground. From in from the past, and that I will continue to sow to make sure we will never go without a roof over our head. You know what I'm saying? It's certain it, things that I know cuff, though. because the seeds that we've sown. But see, the thing about that is that's obedience. Oh yeah, that's obedience, Definitely. and that's God being able to trust you with things. Definitely, like though that's that's the piece. God is able to trust you with it. So guess what? He can give it to you. Yeah, if no he doubt. could, you know, if he could give it to you so that it flow through you, then. It's a win-win for everybody. But if I'm in survival mode and I'm trying to hold on to everything I have, then guess what? He can't trust me yeah. with what he's trying to... Yeah, you're going to miss none out. Of it. Yeah, you're going to miss out too because you you none try to hold it. on to it. And, and a lot of times they've said too, like when you need something, you got to sow it. Yeah, You yeah. need money, sow money. You need food, go get somebody a hamburger mm. and see if it come back on you. Like, that's the thing. If you need something, I've heard that before. You need something, sow that thing that you need. If you need love, give love. If you need a hug, give somebody a hug. Right, right. If you need right, a smile, right, if you, you know what I'm saying? Definitely. So it's it's not even just tangible things, but if we, again, but that's, that's where that mindset comes in. Being able to shift the way that you look at a situation, that new perspective, shout out to New Perspective Consulting Services, being able to <laughs> shift your perspective to where you'll you'll see things a little bit differently. If you can do that, that's where you can begin to see change. Okay. Okay. I got it. So even, even we talk about generational um, blessings and generational curses uh, in our, our day-to-day conversations, how do you feel about generational blessings are, are being a a curse breaker how important is that to you oh wow that's very important how do I feel about it who no one likes generational curses no one no one has bloodline curses you know but you know at the same time that's another thing that you Some have people to be don't even know informed because about they've always been yeah exactly. they've always been that's just a lot of times that's just that's how we do things right and you just accept it um but then again that's where that coming into the knowledge of who we are in Jesus Christ and understanding who we are. So when things are going a certain way, mm. you can pause and be like, wait a minute. Put a pen. 
I want to put a pen. My grandmama went through that. My mama going through that. My auntie's going through that. I'm going through that. So there's something to that. So let me shut this thing down now, first of all, to break it off of me. And second, so that my kids that come behind me and my grandkids and great, great grandkids don't have to deal with this. That's when you can pause and identify. This must be something that's that was cursed upon my family. And then you use the words. Okay, you open up your mouth, the words that God has given you. And you began to, and, and it's just that simple. You began to renounce every generational blood curse, every bloodline curse. You renounce it. You reject it. You bind it in the name of Jesus. You shut it down. You, that's you taking that authority. But if you don't know who you are in Christ, if you don't know the authority that God has given you, then you won't do that. So that's where you have to know who you are to be able to identify a thing, whatever that thing may be. And then you 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 shut it down. You use your mouth. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Oh, yeah. So you open up your mouth and you shut it down and you cancel it. And every time you think about it, if you need to, you cancel it so that you can destroy it off of your bloodline. And interesting that you say that. And I was listening to um, I was listening to something the other day. And when I was listening to it and they was talking about generational curses, what they said was whenever you're a generational curse breaker, it's always the ones that you're helping that will come back and hurt you as you're going through breaking the curse for them. Right. And that thing, I was like, oh, wow. Because and that's why I asked that question. And as soon as they don't know. Right. Because that's how they operate. You don't look that deep into it. It's just like, oh, that's just that's just genetics. It's just it just runs in our family, you know, and things like that. Especially like whenever you talk about money, that's the Mm -hmm. reason a lot of people like you don't do business with family. Right. No, that's just how a lot of times the family has been operating in a certain certain circle. And that can circle continues and you step out the circle and you're like, no, I'm going to do something different. And you break the cycle of the circle. Absolutely. I mean, like you crazy for going out there and starting a business. How are you going to find the money to do this? How are you going to do that? And the thing is that they really don't understand. They don't have the knowledge because they've never done it before. So they don't understand it. They're used to you going, you know, you're supposed to get a, go to school, get a good job and go mm. to work and work for 50 years, 40 years, 30 years, however long, you know, retire. And then you live off of that. Like, that's just the that's mindset. that's good for some people. Right. That's, that's right. good for some folks. Yeah. You know, and that's that was their my that that was their model of success. So now you have people that are are, are breaking these, that are, are fighting to break these generational curses, and coming up against so much oppositions because they are breaking it. Right. It is not easy. It's not easy at all. It's not easy at all. But again, if you know who you are in Christ, you know it can be done. You know, and we don't have to do anything in our own will. Is not our will, not our might, not our power, but by the spirit of God that is inside of us. Mm, you know, it's not absolutely. something that we have to do on our own. And that's the beautiful thing about having a relationship with God. When we have a relationship with God. It's like, again, your mind changes. So you operate in a whole different level of not just authority, but in strength, you know, because you do have yeah. to overcome that. You know, you, you have it where you want you want your family to to support you, but they just mm-hmm. don't understand <laughs> They don't they don't get it. And you need to be okay with that. I don't know who needs to hear that. You know, if you're if you're stepping out and doing something different than what, you know, your family has done for the past 50, 100 years and you're doing something different, they don't get it. 
It's not that they don't support you. It's they don't understand it. And so you have to do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Show them, right? You got to show them. The proof is in the pudding. You got to get out there and grind, hustle, do what you need to do and show them. And then prayerfully, they will come into the understanding at that point. But understand that if if that's an assignment that God has given there you. There you go. There you then go. That part right He's there. giving it to you. That's that's the key. God didn't give it to them. Right. The responsibility does not lay on them. It lays on you. Yeah. And guess what? It's not going to be easy. At all. That's the point about it. Yeah. Like whenever you ask them for the millions, ask for the strategy to continue to have millions and it continue to go through your bloodline. Right. Whenever you ask them for the thing, ask for the provisions, the process. Ask for the struggle too, because a lot of times that's what makes you. And you can learn so much. Come on. That's the, the part right there. Yeah. Like, I remember praying, like, have Lord, please let us be able to buy this or do this or be in this situation. And, and guess what? Okay, bet. I'm going to put you in this situation and this ain't going to be sweet. This right. going to fall to the ground. This going to mess it up completely. Okay, now you uh, build this back up. Right. I mean, you know what I say, mm. prepare for what you pray for. You, you hear me? So you got to be prepared for it. You know, you got to you got to do the work. You got to be ready for when it come. come so on. absolutely. Praying and rebuilding it with worn out tools and being like, Lord, you said it. So I'm standing on it. That's and right. that's it. No matter what. <laughs> that's it. Like, yeah. it don't look like it. it I don't see it, God. It, and, and angry and aggravated is like, uh-uh, uh-uh. You asked for this. Right. <laughs> right. You asked for this. And now I'm taking you through the process. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's, that's huge. And, and I don't think that going back, I think that that's the bigger piece. I think that's the bigger piece when you don't have $2 in your bank account, but you trying to go to a class and figure out how to make more money. How to make money. Right. You know, yeah. are you going through a, 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 a a, a finance class learning um learning learning how to how to balance um your spending you know that's budgeting budgeting yeah that's what how i was to balance trying to your say, checking account your savings account and all those all those different things how, yeah. how do you budget because yeah. that ain't that's 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 a that's a whole foreign language You're not to used you. to that mm-hmm. that's a whole foreign language to you and i think that going back to where we first started in talking about faith and finances I think that that's critical that we begin to have those type of processes in place, even if it's just a pamphlet. And 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 I know what you're thinking. A lot of times when you give somebody something, they don't respect it or. Well, it's not even giving them something. I'm just simply thinking, going back to what I said, I really think it begins with mindset, because when you shift your mindset, then you're going to seek out those resources. You're going to seek out. Hey, do y'all have any budgeting classes? Do y'all have any new home buyers classes? Because I know that I'm, I'm trying to do better and I need to be a part of it. You know what I'm saying? So when okay. you can shift your mindset, you don't have to beat them upside the head with a pamphlet. They're going to come to you looking for the information. <laughs> I ain't trying to do that. You know, I know what I'm, I'm saying. They're going to come to you looking for the information because they understand that they need change. They need to change. They want to change. And that's how you get them to that space. They have to want to do it. That's no different than, let's look at an example of, of just say if somebody wants to lose weight. You can give them all the resources that you want, hold all the classes that you want. Mm. But guess what? 
until they make it up in their mind that they're going to stop eating out every night and going to McDonald's and Burger mm-hmm. King and Wendy's all the time, until they make it up in their mind that they're, they're going to stop and they're going to drink their water every day, they have to make up in their mind that they're going to do that. Mm-hmm. Once they make that up in their mind, then the resources are there. They're going to seek out, okay, I'm ready. What do I need to do? Can you connect me to some, y'all got some workout classes. Y'all have some nutritionists here that can help me. It starts with the mind. I agree. If I we can agree. shift our mindset, <laughs> then we can shift our life, literally. Ooh, you talking about dieting, but Lord have mercy, it's hard when you think about red velvet. <laughs> Whatever, you better stop thinking about red velvet. That's the same thing with money. You're trying to save money, but you're trying to buy a new purse every week, or you're getting new wigs for your hair, or you're getting, you know what I'm saying, buying new shoes, and Man. it's like prioritize. You got to prioritize. Mm. Ooh, all in my shining now. You better get out your mind with this food situation, sir. <laughs> trying to help you <laughs> trying to help you oh my goodness yes but no I just I really wanted to to end on a a, a laughing note but girl you already how much you talking about food I'm hungry right now <laughs> go drink some water <laughs> but as always final words for the people I just say remember what faith is Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by what? The word of God. You can hear the word of God, whether it be through a sermon, whether it be listening to your Bible, whether it be through worship music, you can hear the word of God. You can hear God by sitting still and just hearing from him. If you think about finances and you want to increase in your finances, spend some time with God, Get increase your faith, get into your word increase your faith. And as you increase your faith, he will begin to bring revelation to you. If you've done things that were wrong, if you've sown bad seeds, like we talked about earlier, repent, ask God to forgive you. Now it's not too late for you to get it right. It's not too late for you to sow good seeds so you can reap a good harvest. It's never too late for any of that. So just ask God to forgive you. If you need wisdom before you go ask anybody else, ask God. Because I don't want you to go out there seeking the wrong help from the wrong people. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. As your faith increases, so shall your, fin- so shall your finances. If you allow yourself to grow spiritually and get in the word of God and just become the person that God created you to be, your desire should be to live in his perfect will, not his free will, but his perfect will. Our God is a loving God. He's a gracious and merciful God. But he does give us free will. But if you want to get back on track, ask him for his perfect will and he'll show it to you. Mm, Agreed. For me, I would say pray for the process. Pray for the process because that's what it's going to be. It's going to be ups and downs. It's not all going to be good and it's not all going to be bad. Whenever you pray, pray for the tough times. Pray for the tough times. Pray about those. Because the good times going to come. The tough times are going to be when people want to quit. So pray for the process. Stay strong. And as always, peace, love, and blessing to you and yours. Everybody connected to y'all. Y'all be safe out there. God bless.